With Virgin Media, you can build up the entertainment and tear down the price. Switch to Virgin Media today and get super-fast broadband and TV for just €49 a month for an awesome 12 months. The sale that stacks up. Now on. See virginmedia.ie and check out how our mobile sales stacks up too. T's and C's apply. See virginmedia.ie. 12-month contract. Offer ends 27th of February 2019. Hey guys! Hey everybody! How's it going out there? Hope you're all doing just dandy. Yeah, I hope so too. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. Yes, with Frank and Dan, and we're in Salt Lake City, of course, um, the fair city mm, by the Lake of Salt, by by Salt, that Salt Lake. Yes, it's great. I don't know if you've heard this, but the Salt Lake, it's great. What? It's the Great Salt Lake. <laughs> it's official. <laughs> it's true. It's 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 a surreal, stark landscape. You ever have you ever been swimming in it? I no. You can. I. Well, you kind of float in it. You, yeah, you definitely float. That's yeah. one of the things. It's so salty. People don't know this. It's so salty. You can't sink. Yeah, it's like the Dead Sea. Don't dump your dead bodies in there, people. No. Learn that lesson from us. Yes. Not, not that we learned that lesson the hard way or anything. <laughs> yeah. That's where that's where my mind went immediately. <laughs> oh, good. What's happening in the world today, Franklin? Oh, um, well, I've got a fun little thing. Yeah. Um, about Tim Scott. Do you know who Tim Scott is? He's a, re- a representative. He's a represent. He's a member of the House of Representatives. That's and the United the, States House the of Representatives. U.S. House of Yeah. Um, and, uh, he is a Republican from South Carolina. Mm. He's a, um, he's new ish a year. I think he's been in a year is what we figured out. An African American, if I'm not mistaken. And he's also African American. Yes. Um, and according to him, and this was, uh, he said this at a, um, um, a crowd gathered, um, on Monday at a South Carolina tea party conference on Monday, Martin Luther King day. On Martin Luther King Day. Yes. Okay. And he says, the greatest minority under assault today are Christians. <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> he said no doubt about it? No doubt about it. A black man on Martin Luther King Day is talking about how... the Wait, he called him a minority? He calls Christians a minority. The greatest minority <laughs> under assault today are Christians. <laughs> Christians. Oh, my goodness. That's, yeah. that's just precious. What is that? Well, they're not a minority. Well, no. For one, they're they're not even close I mean, to a minority. I mean, that, that would be like the first thing I would I would quibble with. Right. You know. It's like the second most put upon minority is white folks. <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> what is that? I don't know. He's I mean, obviously I, think... uh, I mean, th- that's the party obviously a black man on that day saying that I hate to be this sort of cynical. Oh but no! You have to be this cynical. <laughs> he's he's looking to be a mover and a shaker. He is. You know. I mean, he, this is a coup for the for the GOP. Yeah. yeah. He to goes get on, him to parrot that 
particular oh, yeah. talking point and he hates on that day. He hates Barack Obama. So on that day, he's also saying the only thing we really have on our minds is beating Barack Obama in 2012. Yeah. Um, I don't care if it's Santorum or Gingrich or Romney, as long as we put someone in the White House who is currently not in the White House. That's nice is phrasing. He, is he somehow trying to tie in Barack Obama to the whole oh. Christians are put upon thing? Because what does that have to do with the Christians being put upon? Getting Barack out. He's a Christian. Well, yeah, but they don't want to think of him. Like, no, he, no. Yeah, there's, I, that, there's the I, lunatic fringe of the Republican Party that thinks that he's not. That right, but I think he's playing Muslim into that. All that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. This is what I'm saying is he, he's making a connection that, obvi- that clearly isn't there, but he's trying to make that connection mm-hmm. in people's minds without yeah. saying it. Right. And he's also saying that he doesn't care if it's Santorum or Gingrich or Romney <laughs> um, as he is appearing uh, but after, I think... Am I reading this right? Speaking between appearances. Well, he's he's speaking between Rick Santorum and Newt Gingrich. Oh. And he's saying, I don't care if it's him or it's him. <laughs> well, I think what's really interesting about that is that he's not endorsing somebody. Yeah. yeah. He he has um, refrained from endorsing. And, you know, he's not the only one. No. A lot, I mean, anybody who's smart, like, who would you pick at this point? Well, if you were a... a, a I mean, the writing's a, on the wall. We know yes, who the who the nominee is going to be. But if they endorse Romney, then they are no longer the true, you know, social right. conservative. They're no longer yeah, the, 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 the the Tea Party. And he's a Tea Party know? guy. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's a yeah. like full on crazy Tea Partier guy. Yeah. In fact, one of the uh, search tags that's or whatever you call them mm-hmm. um, that's listed on it is uh, Tea Party Tim Scott. Oh. Is one of the the, oh. the the tags or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Yeah. Well, speaking of this this here election season and the presumptive nominee mm. from the GOP. Yeah. Mr. Mittens Romney Jr. <laughs> I believe that's his real name is Mittens. No, it's not. Just Mittens? Just go with it. <laughs> okay. We're yeah. trying to spread Oh, this. you're right. Yeah, okay. I Wait, I remember hearing that. I'm I'm googling it right now. Yeah, Mittens. That's what it you're, says. He's not Googling it right now. I guess. It says Mittens. It's, Mitt isn't even his first real first name. It's Mittens. <laughs> Dan, <laughs> shut up. Okay. Any Anyway, <laughs> Mr. Mitters. So so a new um, a book has come out called The Real Romney. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, don't, I don't like expose books mm. in general. Right. But, you know... It, they usually try to be mostly accurate. So sure. Anyway, um, so this one, well, yeah, oh yeah, I guess they kind of legally have the, to. Be. Yeah, well, yeah. they, they okay. are liable for sure. libel, right? Liable for libel. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, so so it was it was excerpted in in Vanity Fair magazine, and here's what's interesting. And we've been talking a little bit about um, mitts, like like how if. As as a candidate, as, wh- how the church, how his, how the the Mormon Church mm-hmm. might affect his presidency. Oh right, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so this this article is talking about a couple of women who had really kind of nasty interactions with Mitt when he was their bishop. Okay, of their Mormon ward, right. which is essentially akin to being the priest of a local parish, right? Or the you know the 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 reverend. And does everybody know? I mean, I know that like amongst mormon circles and whatnot and people who are kind of 
following the Mitt Romney thing. But is that really common knowledge that he out was there, a bishop? That he was clergy? Even even lay clergy, lay clergy. clergy. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know that it is. It's, I, I, I haven't I heard really, it come up. I don't really have my. I don't have any sense of that. If people are really aware of that, fact as a matter of fact, this article was the first time I became aware of it. Oh, you didn't know it before? Uh. Uh-uh. Oh, I I had read it somewhere that he had been. But I, I think you're right though that it's kind of on the download. That's mm-hmm. really weird. Anyway, okay. Sure. So people, he was he was well the closest thing that. Breaking news. Here that the Mormons the- get to clergy. <laughs> right. Because everything's lay there. Yeah. Anyway, so um, while he was a bishop, there was this woman, Peggy Hayes, who was a teenager, or, or rather who, as a teenager, babysat for the Romneys. That's what it was. Oh, okay. Um, when she was in her early 20s, uh, she was already, already had a kid. She was divorced, and she got pregnant again oh, outside okay. of wedlock. Oh, dear God. And... So Mitt went to her house and said, and just exerted a ton of pressure on her to give up her baby for adoption because she okay. was single. Oh, so oh wow. So not only was he her bishop at this time, at the time he was yes. her bishop at the That's time. That's right. So but he, was, he also like, I mean, he knew her. I mean, she was the babysitter. Right. Holy cow. Yeah. Okay. He, he just dove in there and 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 put enough pressure that uh, he's quoted as saying. Well, this is what the church wants you to do, and if you don't, then you could be excommunicated for failing to follow the leadership of the church. Wow! And so, That's I mean, at least deal. as a at least as a bishop, he was uh, very, very by the book Mormon. Yeah. Well, I mean, and and, uh, and in fairness, apparently Rom- Romney later denied that he had said that made that threat. He didn't deny that the incident occurred. He just denied that he threatened excommunication. But I mean, what, that's, what is th- what? Hmm. But but what's important to me is to point out that a this kind of was the church's position uh-huh. that like the default is if you're an unwed mother expecting, mm-hmm. give it up. I that is still their position. Yeah, yeah. That's not a was that, that it is. Yeah, their no, position. that's what I'm saying. I, I'm wondering about the whole. Um, I, 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 yeah, it feels, feels right that there would be excommunication. As I don't know. I, that one's pretty sticky. I don't know that they, probably, that it probably they'd depends on your bishop. It does honest. depend on the bishop and, and how, and how conservative the, uh, the whole area is being. Yeah, absolutely. The bishop and the, the stake president who's in charge of the, a group of wards. Mm-hmm. So in over the bishop, one step above bishop anyway. And then, and then there's another woman. Uh, Carell Hilton Sheldon in mm-hmm. the early 80s who uh, who was diagnosed she was pregnant and she was diagnosed with blood clots um, in, and apparently they were dangerous and her doctors mm-hmm. advised her to get an abortion. Oh wow, okay. And the her stake president actually said yeah, go get the abortion. Okay. Romney went to the hospital to talk her out of it. Whoa. To make but, her feel ashamed for 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 considering well, it. That's that's more conservative than the than the standard Mormon line on that. Yeah, that's much more conservative. Yeah, it's hardcore. You know, uh, we were talking before we started recording um, just about the idea that Romney does really seem like he. I mean, the, with this kind of story, he seems to truly be the social conservative mm. that people are not trusting him to actually be. Right. Because well, with of, good reason, because right. he's been a liberal. 
Well, in, right. In, while he, he was, was in Massachusetts. Of course. Uh, just As a matter of fact, he was pro-choice. He was, yeah. That fucker. Yeah. Yeah. After doing all of this to these women. He would, just, for, just because it was politically expedient... He would, go, he would go to Massachusetts and be pro-choice. Yeah. God, what a dick. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, man. No kidding. You know, it's like I want I don't want to just hate the guy because he's conservative. I don't I if you have ideological differences with me, that's fine. Oh, sure, yeah. But don't but man, that is just dick behavior. Yeah. That is not a that's not okay. No. There's nothing okay about that. Yeah. So, um something of a little bit of a flip-flopper. You think? Wow. Do you think it could actually be painted as that? <laughs> I, w- I wonder if there's anyone in the Obama camp working on... Oh, God. These kind of stories. I mean, it's, it's just remarkable. Oh, my God. It... Wow. If by flip-flopper you mean, like, complete position changer, opposite oh, yeah. goer to her. Yeah. A real true flip-flopper. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, there you go. I mean, I, did they... I don't even remember what they had against What's-His-Bucket. The guy who ran from Kerry. Kerry, what was his flip flopping thing? I don't, re- I don't really recall. I don't remember either. Yeah. But matter. I mean, it was all it was it was mostly trumped up. It always seemed, it always felt like it. Not this like is this. Like Mitch, Mitch, like this is like one of their on. core. Yeah. This is like a core piece of the the Republican platform. Right. You know, this is this this well, and this his is own a part, critical piece. His own party's calling him on, beating the shit out of him about it. Yeah. I mean, they're running against him, so yeah, they're going after him. But I mean, this is their candidate, and mm-hmm. <laughs> they invented the flip flop mm-hmm. argument. Yeah, with the whole carry thing. Yeah. Anyway, let's find something fun to talk about. What else do we have? Well, um, I have. Uh, oh, this is the. Um, the school prayer thing. Oh, yeah. Right? With, uh, what was her name? Jessica Alquist. Oh, in Rhode Island. In Rhode Island. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the federal George orders the immediate removal of Cranston school prayer mural. <laughs> the federal George? Federal judge. Yes. Okay. Did I say George? I think so. Federal judge <laughs> orders immediate removal of Cranston school prayer mural. Appeal unlikely, it says. Um, and I actually kind of wanted to read the school prayer. Would you please? Um, um, would you do it reverently, though? Can we all, everyone, if you could please fold your arms and bow your heads. Our Heavenly Father, <laughs> grant us each day a desire to do our best, to grow mentally and morally as well as physically, to be kind and helpful to our classmates and teachers, to be honest with ourselves as well as with others, help us to be good sports and smile when we lose. As well as when we win, teach us the value of true friendship. Help us always to conduct ourselves so as to bring credit to Cranston High School West. Amen. Amen. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, like, okay, so obviously. So it was hanging up in the gymnasium. For, like, a long time. Oh, it was, for, yeah. Like, years and years and years. Years it's, and years It's and always years. just been there. It's, it's, Yeah. It's an institution. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so um, the judge said immediate removal, um, although he's given Cranston school officials 10 days to respond. The, this news article is just basically just, just – I mean, we haven't really been talking about this one. I only really became aware of it maybe about 
a week ago. Yeah, I was too. on Twitter and uh, there was, some stuff was getting retweeted mm-hmm. about her and everything. And so I followed and kind of looked at some of the crap that was being said about her and right. really nasty stuff. But she was in the fight for a minute. Like she was actually responding to a couple of them. And, oh, well, but it was, but, yeah. but it was things like, um, it, like somebody was like trying to just be like, your life is going to be miserable. And she was just like, she was like, my life is going to be wonderful. <laughs> Apparently, so, apparently she did have to leave the school. Wow. It was just getting too intense. I mean, I, I was looking at it and I found a sort of list of of tweets about her. Mm-hmm. And they were downright so, threatening. So she, she sued the school district. Is that? Yeah. Her, her dad filed, her, the, oh, right. filed okay. the suit. Okay, okay, and, okay. and I think the ACLU was involved. Okay. Right. But she was listed as the plaintiff. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And I just think, you know, some of these things, I'm going to read some of these, some of these little anti, just tweets about her. Okay. May that little evil atheist teenage girl and that judge burn in hell. Wow. I I think that's to the point. Okay. Um, Not likely. (laughs) I hope there's a lot of banners in hell when you're rotting in there, you atheist fuck. Hashtag Team Jesus. (laughs) okay but then it gets really bad there there's all these threats oh my god it literally like you you little brainless idiot hope you will be punished and you have not win shit stupid little brainless skunk and uh (laughs) yeah skunk let's all jump that girl who did the banner hashtag fuck that hoe wow yeah Wow. Literally, there's a lot of jump her sort of things. Nothing bad better happen tomorrow. Hashtag just saying. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag just saying. Hail Mary full of grace. Jessica Alquist is going to get punched in the face. Oh, that one rhymes. It was, yeah, it's that kind one's of cute. Fun. Actually, I, oh, you know, cute I, people, if you're going to threaten violence, make it cute. And a prayer. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Well, that was Hail Mary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> God's going to fuck your ass with that banner, you scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> right. This this God is horrifying. Right. Yeah. This Christian God I don't is know who... a douche. Yeah. Because seriously, do they really? Th- I mean, of course, it's an expression, but right. come on. I like this one. Because I don't think they've thoroughly thought through what this ends up meaning. Okay. Nail her to a cross. <laughs> that could be somebody being... Yeah, it could be anything. Who knows? Who knows? Nail her to a cross. Yeah. Anyway. That... Did you read what... There, one of the things that the, that the judge wrote in his decision was actually nice. Oh, yeah? He put, Plaintiff is clearly an articulate and courageous young woman... Who took a brave stand, particularly in the light of host- of the hostile response she has received mm. from her community? Oh, that's fantastic! That's nice. That is nice. Yeah, it's and good to get a shout out and from a judge. You know what? Our community, the atheist community, is banding together to help this girl. Oh yeah, they're at, they've actually got a a couple of scholarships f- funds set up that people can donate to. So if you want to go online and, and Google it and find us find the scholarship fund, I've got one here that says it's got over twenty two thousand dollars for. Oh wow, that's fantastic! So wow. Go That's Jessica. A good start to... Go Jessica. Yeah. And I'm guessing this will get her a scholarship somewhere. Like Yeah. I mean just this somebody alone. will give her yeah. 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 I'm I I'd 
I, that's I a girl her. with a future yeah. right there. Exactly. Huh. Good little atheist girl with a future. You're hired. It's more than we can probably say about most, if not all, the people who posted nasty comments. Yeah. Yeah. Also, probably a lot of them were sad middle-aged men. So, <laughs> that's who trolls. Yeah. Well, yeah. there is that. All right. Um, let's see. Well, it was that was that the news? No, I got I got one more thing. What what have you got? Uh we got a, a young a, a new I don't know how young he is. Um a Republican lawmaker in Harrisville, Missouri. Oh. I like saying Missouri. Hmm. Not Missouri. Oh, okay. Anyway, um he wants all students in Missouri public schools as well as those in introductory college courses to be taught intelligent design alongside evolution. Wait, in college? Yeah. As well? Yeah. He Boy, wants they're expanding he, their reach on this one. He has he has introduced the bill. I don't I doubt it's going to go anywhere. But he's introduced the bill to get it Wow. Yeah. College. College. I mean, it's it's wrong for high school. Wait, 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 wait. This is just something you highlight. I haven't read this article. But this is one thing that you highlighted. Yeah. The science of evolution is not in dispute, he says. No, he doesn't say that. Who says that? One of the science, like the president of some, I, you've got the paper. I can't tell you who oh, said it. Oh, yeah, you look at it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I was so amazed. I had to no, draw it near me. That was the, um, let's see. It's in response because what he said, what this uh, lawmaker said, was that the jury's still out on evolution. Oh, as they, as yeah, they all say that. They all say that one. And then in response to that, the uh, Josh Rosenau, who's um, the uh, programs and policy director for the National Center for Science Education, right, was the one who's like, no, it's not in dispute. There's nothing okay, disputable about okay. this. I what the I entire thought, scientific community. What I thought I was. Reading was somebody <laughs> saying, "Oh, it's not in dispute. We just want to add this to it." Well, I, I thought it was like one of those, right? Like, no, stupid... he says that, he says that the jury's still out, so we have to present <laughs> both sides of the story. And apropos to um, our Christian minority thing, uh-huh. he actually also says, "You know, I keep pointing to a Gallup poll that shows that ninety percent of Americans believe in a higher power." Uh, yeah. yeah, that's such and, a minority. And yet, ninety ninety percent minority. Yeah, boy. Of course, that's not. It's not actually accurate. No, it's not. But but eighty five percent minority. Yeah, eighty well, percent minority. Actually, it's probably a seventy to seventy five percent minority. Oh, that is just so sad. It's hard. It's hard to be. Not only are that they put upon a, a minority that has the majority of the population. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it is also in decline. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and it really is. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, was there anything else with that one? No. All right. Well, we have a little fun treat for for our little break for our listeners today. Yeah. Um, this is um a, a video. You know this whole like shit blank says the whole, meme yes. that's going on on yes. YouTube right now. Indeed. Some of them are actually kind of funny. Some of them are great. You know, and yeah. uh, I the one I really liked. Well, the first there was like, like the shit girls say, right? And that was funny. The first two were funny. Right. I haven't seen the third one. They did another. They no. I'm pretty sure I saw a third one. Let it die. I know, right? Um, but when you have a when you're <laughs> when you're on top of a popular Hell internet yeah. meme, ride you it, ride that shit. And so, um, so anyways, I saw another one. It was like um, shit 
white girls say to black girls. Yes. And that one was really funny, that too. That one was really funny. That one, I was impressed. She was right one. on it. Um, and then uh, the newest, I noticed that the date that it was posted, I think, was the 12th. Uh-huh. So this is pretty new. Uh, this is Shiz Mormons Say. Okay. Wait, so, which, is, which I would like to point out is spelled S H. Apostrophe, not apostrophe, uh, asterisks. Uh, asterisks. <laughs> Z. S H asterisk Z. You wouldn't want to spell out shiz. That could be offensive. And so, for those of you who have any familiarity with Mormon culture and, and whatnot, and for those of you who don't, yeah. um, you probably already are aware that they're pretty squeaky clean. When they, they get into large numbers and congregate together. And they don't like the swears. They don't like the swears. And anyway. So, and I guess that's what I meant by squeaky queen, clean yeah. because they can get pretty corrupt and all that. Um, so um, this is that little video, or, and we're going to just listen to the audio yeah. of it. Dang it. Dandruff. Dang it. Damage. Dang. Dang it. Prove it, damn. Ooh, freak, that's cold right there. Catch. Brick. Fudge. Is there any freaking hot water? Mother father! French toast. Flip. What the F word? Freaking A. Oh, freak, is that a cop? I don't speak freaking Spanish. What the H is that? What the frick? What the F? What the H, Mario? What the swear word? What the S? <laughs> what the H? What the frick are you doing? Appreciate your blinkers, shiz. Shiz. Ooh, shiz. Shiz face. F, what the? Ooh. No shiz. Shift. Shiz. Are you shizzing me? Some good shiz. H, yes. Helen Keller. H, no. Hanka, good. Oh, my H. Son of a biscuit. Son of a bee. Son of a bishop. Stupid bee. Son of a bee sting. I'm gonna kick its ace. Holy Hannah Montana. Crap. Holy Moses. Yes! <laughs> Mom, I said, I said, I said, shoot, Mom. I said, shoot. All right. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, so that was... I've um, heard a lot of those actually I've heard, said. Um, yeah, as a former BYU student, <laughs> I can attest to the fact that most all of them, I think I've encountered at I some just, point in I, my life. And also, you know, working with teenagers, yeah, and a lot of whom are Mormon. I, I've got one uh, student right now who is the queen of <laughs> never before heard <laughs> weird little things. That she says. Swearing substitutions. Sw- swearing sh- substitutions oh that are gosh. just unbelievable. Well, you know, I get, I'm, I'm personally, I find them so bizarre because you're, you're using them. You're using a word that sounds, that is meant to sound like a swear word. Right. And you're using it in the place where you would use a swear word. Right. You're trying to call into mind. That so when when my friend posted this on Facebook, your impulse is the same. Right, your impulse is to go to a swear word. What do you go to a placeholder word? Do you really think you're gaming the system by (laughs) by saying shiz? Well, especially because so many people like, um, and I remember this actually um, in in a general conference talk Mm. that was like, you don't young men, young women of the church. Do not use profanity. <laughs> it is the hallmark <laughs> of a limited vocabulary. Oh, I remember that. You know, it means like, it means that you're too stupid to find better words. Exactly. That yeah. You're, yeah, and it's like, well, 
May I present? Right, exactly. Your youth today. Well, you know, it's. I wrote about this actually on thankgodimatheist.com. I wrote a mm-hmm. whole thing about swearing because okay. I love it. So you can go and look that up. But the other thing is that when some when one of my friends posted that video, the shiz video on the Facebooks, mm-hmm. I responded by posting another video, one of my favorite art counter arguments to this from Louis C.K. Mm. Right. Let's have a, a listen to that. Yeah, we should play that. Every, everybody has different words that offend them, different things that they hear that they get offended by. I, to me, the thing that offends me the most is every time that I hear the N-word. Not nigger, by the way. I mean the N-word. Literally, whenever a white lady on CNN with nice hair says the N-word, that's just white people getting away with saying nigger. That's all that is. They found a way to say nigger. N-word. It's bullshit, because when you say the N-word, you put the word nigger in the listener's head. That's what saying a word is. You say the N-word, and I go, oh, she means nigger. You're making me say it in my head. Why don't you fucking say it instead and take responsibility for the shitty words you want to say? Hits the nail right on the head, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, although I did have to post a warning about it not being not safe for work language or something yeah because my my mormon friends are gonna get so upset we might there's been some uh some language in this episode of thank god i'm atheist this might be our first explicit the fuck are you talking about Hmm? (laughs) shut up yeah we've 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 used swears before we've used some limited swears yeah um i like them yeah if our if we're labeled explicit i'm fine with that yeah i know i I don't know. I'm not going to give up my but swears. But I, I, I think the um, uh, you drop a couple fucks, yeah. a shit or two, it's no big deal. But I think that clip might have just <laughs> pushed us over the edge. I think I just pushed us into the explicit range. Okay. So well, that's fine. Anyways, just so. I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, email time? Yeah, yeah. We So we got an email from uh, a, a listener that had had written, I think she had posted a comment comment on the blog on the blog yeah thank, thank god i'm yeah. atheist.com mm-hmm. um and we had mentioned her which apparently made her giddy yeah that's really nice and we're, we're happy to giddify her yeah well done melissa yeah so do you want to just read read the second paragraph because the first paragraph's just like hey i'm the one that wrote in yeah um so it says i'm in high school but starting there yeah because okay uh, I'm in high school and I live in Michigan. There are a lot of there are not a lot of Mormons here, but I know about ten at my school. I can't say I know a lot about the religion. Part of the reason I love listening to you guys. So hopefully I don't sound too silly. I do know, however, that their families are pretty lenient when it comes to dating and drinking caffeine. Is this a general phenomenon with Mormons outside of Utah? Well, she goes on, but we should just cover that. that, It's an interesting point. I mean, I I guess the reputation for Mormons is that they never drink caffeine and and that they're they're pretty uptight about the whole dating thing. Yeah. Well, I think the joke about Mormons and their caffeine is they just drink it at a different temperature. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, they still... Although, if you go to the BYU campus, you will see Coke machines... That do not contain right. any a single can. They have like a little gold seal coke. on it that says "caffeine free." Right. Yeah. Because everybody has to look like, even though there is nothing official about There's this whole caffeine nothing thing. Official. The caffeine Which always, thing is nothing to when do. When I was with, a student at BYU, that always rubbed me wrong because the church's actual stance on cold caffeine 
um, and that's kind of just you know sodas, right? right? Um, is that uh, it's it's uh, it's no big deal that well, that, that, and- that that is left to the members own interpretation right. of, of the word of wisdom that but the word of, the word of wisdom only says it says no hot drinks and they don't even follow that no because they'll have hot, the steven's hot cocoa left and right oh my god they're <laughs> drinking that shit down like it's going out of style <laughs> they're guzzling that shit are you kidding me uh, yeah it's it's crazy talk yeah they literally like don't they've they've got this bizarre interpretation of very clear words yeah that does not even relate to the words yeah so, um, so that is, that is a really good question about Mormons, um, mm-hmm. and it's a good observation there. So, well, Frank, you, you were raised in a, in a Mormon household outside of Utah. Yeah. I was raised in a Mormon household inside of Utah. Yeah. We should talk about that difference just really briefly. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's your take on being raised in Utah? Well, I, I, I mean, yours is weird though. Well, my personal experience, but I had plenty of friends who had okay, sure. other experiences because my parents were pretty liberal about everything. Right. So, yeah, my experience was not like what you would consider a Utah Mormon right. experience. Right. And plenty of my friends also had that. But yeah. like, for instance, when I was a kid, when I was 14, I went on my first date and it was with a 14? girl. Yeah, I know. Now, see, that's two years too young. It is two years too young. Yeah. Although that's not doctrinal either. That's no, but that's cultural. the that's... culturally Mormons say you got to wait till you're 16 to go on a date. Yeah. And technically speaking, her father who she this girl invited me to a, a school dance. Oh. She was 15. I was 14. Whoa. And her father repeatedly insisted. Now, this is a party. This isn't a date. <laughs> and there was a bunch of us together and he was driving us in his minivan. This is a party. Right. OK, whatever. Yeah, whatever helps him sleep at night, yeah. I guess. And you then, know, and then daughter's she, out on she a and I decided we were boyfriend girlfriend for a good a period of time, like eight okay. months or something like okay. that. Sure. Um, but her parents were bountiful Mormons, oh, Davis County style. Davis County. That's some hardcore yeah. cultural. Everybody else, like one time, I one time because I was a crazy kid, I I couldn't drive, but I took the bus into Bountiful uh-huh. and went to her house and to okay. surprise her. Yeah. Knocked on the door. She answers the door, which is kind of cool. And uh-huh. like her eyes got super big and she had this panicked look on her face and she was like, what are you doing here? Oh and she, cl- she steps out onto the stoop and closes the door what? behind her. What are you doing here? Uh-huh. Why are you here? And I'm like, hey, surprise. And she's like, no, no, no. You can't be here. Why? I- she was freaked out. Oh, wow. I d- okay. I- so, I mean, that's. That's did you ever see her again after that? Yeah, but then later her parents sent her to California to live with her aunt for two months to get her away from me. No, no, I swear to get her to away God. from you to get her away from me specifically, specifically because when they did thought you we do were that girl. They thought we were getting too uh, too serious. Did you? Did you? I mean, did you guys? What did you do? What did you do? Oh, if they knew the half. So I mean, rightfully from in their worldview. She was rightfully sent away. Yeah. But they didn't know that. What they thought was that we had kissed. <laughs> they knew something. They knew something was They knew up, something. Yeah. But they didn't know. They saw some change. You know what's some ironic? Some light of Christ faded from their daughter's eyes. You know what's ironic? What? We had kissed and we had made out. We had done French kissing. Kissed Ooh. in the French way. Uh, yeah. I believe ooh la la is the phrase you're looking for. <laughs> yes. And then they, was. They, you know? they, they announced that she was going to be sent away. And literally, 
after that, uh-huh. we got a little freaky deaky. <laughs> oh my god! We never like did the deed, but like there was some wandering hands. So third base? What's third base? <laughs> I don't even know what third base. I'm not is. really. I'm not clear on the bases I don't either. First base, second base. I, there, I think third. Third. I think third. Heavy petting. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Just okay. briefly. Just briefly. But yeah, that happened. So I, I blame them. They instituted a policy that forced us to this. Wow. <laughs> Star-crossed <laughs> lovers. I know. Hmm. Uh, and I want to be clear, Melissa, that I'm not advocating oh. this kind of behavior. No. No. But go ahead if you want to. I don't care. Oh, God. Um, so, um, so the whole drinking, caffeine, dating. Okay. So my take on being Mormon outside mm. of Utah. Yeah, yeah. Whereas... So interestingly enough, Dan was in Utah with liberal parents. I was outside of Utah with very conservative parents. Right. And so, um, yeah, which was just uh, it was miserable. Um, but their their whole thing was, you know, sixteen. I, you know, I wasn't too interested in the girls. So that right. really kind of did saved you go me on, some headaches. Did you go on some dates? Uh, some little group dates and that kind of stuff. Okay. Nothing. Nothing really. I mean, I mean, what what fun is there for the, the a gay Mormon boy to have in rural Oklahoma with <laughs> the Mormon girls? Not <laughs> a lot. Although I, we had a great time. Yeah, sure, I mean, we really did sure. have a great time, but um, not as a date. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I guess I guess in a couple, in, I guess there were a couple instances where it probably was. Sort but, of one on one. You know, general, I had a, a really Mormons good friend are... that we. That I think she was like. I mean, as happens a lot with the gay boy right. in high school, um, has a, you know, doesn't realize he has a girlfriend. <laughs> right. Right. So right, I, right. I, I'm pretty sure that happened to me. Yeah. Um, and so. But I did want to say that in general, Mormons are pro dating. Oh, yeah. They yeah, want yeah, yeah. you to date. They want you to date because it's all about getting married young. And but they don't want you to that. date before you're 16, and they only want you to date other Mormons. Right. And But they really typically encourage this, like, group dating thing. They oh, love yeah. the they group love dating. That. Because they're safety numbers. numbers. Yep. And, uh, and and there's usually a strict curfew mm-hmm. related to, you know, And the obviously devil, no sex. The devil's, what's the expression? The devil's out after midnight or something. <laughs> I can't remember what it is. I remember, I remember hearing that horizontal was hazardous. <laughs> if you're gonna make out you have to do it standing up or sitting up but you can't get horizontal you'll be you'll be in i never heard that one. you'll be in satanville okay yeah that's that's really funny um <laughs> but um i think that you know and, and i also have the the advantage of of having lived as a kid both in california and in oklahoma so I saw two very different Mormon right. communities. Oh, that's true. Um, one, uh, I mean, the church, the, the Mormon church is, is very well established in California. Um, the city that we lived in had, um, I, I think it was like 12 or 13 wards. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it was it was a well-established Mormon community. Yeah. Um, I think there were three different wards that fed into the high school that I was at. So, I mean, typically not your sort of out of Utah numbers. Um, and that, that community was, they were California Mormons and they tend right. to be pretty, pretty moderate on certain things. And they're just kind of, 
kind of relaxed right. on, you know, and others. You know, I really and like you. I mean, non-Utah Mormons are way better than Utah Mormons. Can be. Because yeah. they, have, they have a sense of how weird they are. They know yeah. the where their place is yeah no Where, I mean, whereas it's, here it's like they think kind of true they think they all think that they're normal yeah yeah <laughs> well yeah <laughs> and they definitely feel their the weight of their numbers yeah and their ability to get things done here um but you know the, the whole caffeine thing my parents that was always a coming like that would sometimes be an issue sometimes mm. wouldn't be an issue that's how uh, my parents always yeah, were you know there is that thing they're, isn't there like they'd get strict about no tv on sundays and then all of a sudden you know I mean, that never really worked because my dad is a big sports fan <laughs> and it just killed him. Right. And so, and I, you know, he didn't realize that the T that TV tubes make noise when you turn a TV on. Oh yeah. yeah. And so I would be like in another part of the house <laughs> and I would, he, he'd turn the TV on with, with the, the volume, volume off, down, yeah. but he, his older man ears couldn't hear the tube <laughs> turning on and making the noise. And so I would always just be like, and I was kind of a, I was a, I was the sheltered kid who really was into it at uh, times. Right. Right. Yeah. Like I, I kind of, I drank the Kool-Aid a couple different times yeah, you, with Mormonism. You went on your mission and everything. Went on a mission, yeah. even though I had serious doubts. Like I had, I had some significant doubts about, you know, the Joseph Smith story. Mm. Um, actually the way that I, the way that I viewed it at the time wasn't even doubts. That's more sort of the retrospect, um, interpretation of it i didn't have a strong testimony right of it i didn't that's have more, a that's testimony the, of it. the appropriate mormon speak yeah and so um and so both with joseph smith and the book of mormon i just mm. i didn't ha i didn't have any sense of of it being true right i just couldn't i couldn't buy it you know right um it's, but i wanted it's it pretty to be hard true. to swallow if you yeah. actually apply your your logic yeah and which, so which, if you want to stay mormon my advice would be don't don't apply logic. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think Mormon families tend to be just like with any tradition. You have there's a rain there's a full spectrum. Of course, there right? Is. Of course, there and is. there's going to be really strict Mormon families, and there's going to be more conservative. Although ones Mormonism for... tends, in general, <laughs> to be more strict. Yeah, they tend they do tend to be. Yes, it's, they're not quite Amish, but they're yeah. they're pretty close. If they're saying they're Mormon, they're probably pretty strict and conservative. Yep. Uh, and then, if, and then uh, Melissa goes on and she says, also, do you know anything about Jehovah's Witnesses? Uh, one of my best friends is one. And so far, I only know that they're pretty strict with what they can and cannot watch, listen to, and read. Hmm. Um, and thanks so much for taking the time to read this. Um, well, I'm not a huge expert on Jehovah's Witnesses. I will no, say that there were, we should do a little were more tons research of them um, in Italy, which is really surprising. Were there? Oh that, yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They actually are the um, second largest, or they were at the time, uh, second largest Christian denomination in Italy, mm. behind the Roman Catholic Church. Wow, they were huge. There were so many Jehovah's Witnesses. Well, Just kind of mind-boggling. Um, they had a, an amazing organization, and yes, yeah. they are very strict. That whole no birthdays, and right? Yeah, no, no celebration Christmas of and, any sort yeah. of holidays. Yeah, of it's I really know that much. I don't know really much bizarre. more about them other than oh, and they yeah. think that there's a limited that there's an exact the hundred forty four thousand of people that get to go into heaven. Yeah, I wonder if they've surpassed that. Well, I think there's a newer interpretation of that. I'm not oh. entirely sure, but I think I remember there being something about that. Isn't that nice? But it's a little bit more whatever symbolic. But yeah. I do know, Melissa. This is my advice. 
Um, get your hands, if you want a good laugh, okay, get <laughs> oh. your hands onto a, a copy of The Watchtower. Watchtower. And I think the English uh, is Awake, hmm? I think, is the other um, oh, publication that they oh. have. Wake Up, maybe. Oh, I don't know. I only know about The Watchtower. It's Svegliate. Oh. Or, or is it Svegliatevi? I can't Svegliate. Svegliate. Spogliati. No, it's not that one. <laughs> um, I think it's Svegliate, which I'm, is... To, I made, a, I made an Italian is, Wake up! Um, and uh, anyways, they are fantastic. The artwork in these things is just amazing. <laughs> it's so... It's, oh, it, I always goodness. loved thumbing through Jehovah's Witness pamphlets just because they, they're really bizarre. And they, they do take a very... Their own unique view of Christianity and their interpretation of stuff is really, really yeah. interesting. We, I mean, as we get down, maybe further down the road, we might look at some other faiths. The, I've, I've, the, it's never been anything that's been too big on. We should yeah. go. What we should do is we should go to a Jehovah's Witness service. Yeah, and do a review. We we'll do a review of that. Yeah, definitely. Is what we should do. Yeah, yeah. We need to do. We, yeah, we need to go to church this week. Maybe. God, it's hard. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I know you. A lot of you love our church reviews, but do you know what we have to put ourselves through to go to these places? We are taking one for the team. We really are. We, I mean, but we'll do one. We'll do one. Yeah. The, the, let's go do a Kingdom Hall thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but so we have a voicemail. We do have a voicemail. Yeah. We need yeah. to get to that. Let's play the voicemail. Here we go. Hey guys, uh, my name's Phil from Salt Lake. I just called today. Enjoy the show. Um, uh, today's the day after Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I was woken up from my day off by volunteers from the Mormon Church putting American flags in uh, my neighbor's yard. And I was thinking how ironic it was that the LDS Church are putting up American flags honoring a man whom they would not allow in their church when he was alive. So, um, and now we have a Mormon Republican candidate who, as a grown adult, was a missionary in France preaching that men like Martin Luther King would never be allowed to hold the priesthood because they're black. So just I'd share it. Keep up the good work. I enjoy it a lot. Thanks. Well, cool. Thanks, Phil. Yeah. That's a – what a great point. Yeah. My God. It's, That's, it's, it's just right there. I mean, it's yeah. such a, it, it's such because a really Mormons, good observation. Mormons yeah. now just disavow all of that racism completely. Oh, they like, it never happened. They love their black members. Now. Oh, are you kidding me? They love their black <laughs> members. They totally legitimate this, this uh, church. They uh -huh, adore yeah, them. Yeah, uh, uh. But that's so, and and to be clear, Phil, I mean, Phil, I, I got where what you were saying, but Mormons did allow black people in the church. Yeah, that's true. They just didn't let the black men have the priesthood. Right. Which, I mean, honestly, I talk about self-loathing. Yeah. How would you should, like to be in that church? Should we explain the priesthood just a little bit <laughs> so that people can really, like, those that are not familiar with Mormonism, like, because priesthood, obviously, it sound it sounds religious -y, right you know how are mormons using this word differently right. and one of the things that i love about the church that you and i were raised in uh -huh. is that i can tell people people who don't know anything about the mormon church uh -huh. i can tell them with in complete honesty that i attended seminary 
and was ordained a priest in the Mormon church. <laughs> it's true. It freaks people so, out. So was I. We both were. Yeah. And we in were only... In fact, at the age of 19, <laughs> I was uh, conferred an elder. Yeah. Yeah. In 19, the LDS church. Yeah. we were. I was only 16 when I became a priest. You were like some idiot savant of, <laughs> of Mormonism. <laughs> It's amazing. We received the priesthood. Okay. So so the way that it works is this. (laughs) Priesthood is not, it's not about being the head of a church or it's not about whatever. All the men who are, uh, who are worthy gentlemen Mm -hmm. in the church. Yeah. Are presumed to get, are going to get the priesthood. Yes. Conferred upon. Yes. If, if, and by worthy, you show up every week to church. You hold probably a church calling of some kind. Right. Which is, yeah. And it's uh, not required. It's but not required, it's but expected. typically it's a good sign that you're a worthy member. Well, and you have to and have interviews. You, tithing, you have to have interviews with your bishop that, yeah. where they ask you, you but, know, but there, you there, this are, this there are this? basic things. It is you go to church right. and you pay your tithing. Right. And, and you have beyond a penis. that, and, and yes, you are. You were born male. You have to be male. Yes. Yeah. Um, no transgender priesthood. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. <laughs> is that is happens. that is that the rule? I'm sure. Oh, it would have I to am, be. I, I don't even have to look that one up. <laughs> no. I know for a fact that an F, that an F to M tranny does not get the priesthood. Yeah, but what about an M to F who's repented, who already has the priesthood? Who had his, who got all so interesting, yeah, and then had his balls cut off. Now, of course, it's a moral conundrum that they probably never really have to face, or very, very rare, or so rarely, yeah, that they don't even deal with it, yeah. But that's an interesting. That's an interesting question. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know what they would do with that. The black thing. So let's let's finish with the whole priest. Oh yes, yes, because it starts at the age of twelve. Yeah. And that's an important detail yeah. because that explains the whole why at 16 Dan was able to be a priest and why I was 16 was able to be a priest. Right. So there are two – I'm going to get a little specific about this. Okay, I think it's ahead. important. Well, I mean – and you know what? Let's let's just announce that what we're doing then. Okay. We are – we okay. Announcing Thank God I'm Atheist series What the Mormons Believe. Yeah. So we're th- – this isn't officially part of that. No. Officially. But it, it'll help. Yeah, so it'll help a lot of you. It, over the a, course a of the common... next few things, we're going to be discussing mm-hmm. the theology of Mormonism. It's just so relevant right now yeah. in in and it's also a common the theme in a lot of the feedback that we're getting. Mm-hmm. Is people that people want to hear about Mormonism from some former Mormons? And, and we're and happy you know to tell you. I mean, I served a mission. You grew up in it with Mormon historians for parents, yep. and so we're we're two people who. Relatively qualified. Relatively qualified to talk about this. So, yeah. um, so there are two. Um, so, oh, I want to. The word is escaping me. I'm saying two branches to the priesthood. Yeah, that doesn't sound like the right word for some reason. Two, two houses of the priesthood. Two. There's anyway forms. There's two. There's two levels to the priesthood. Um, two main levels. There's the Aaronic priesthood, and there's the Melchizedek priesthood. The Aaronic priesthood is sort of the lower or introductory priesthood, um, which is um, the one that you get first, and it's the one that's conferred on to t- the teenage boys. Right. And there are three um, – technically there's four, but there's three main classifications. Um, there's the levels. deacon levels. 
deacon, teachers, and priests. And so you're going to... And you achieve these just on your... When you're 12 years old... You become a deacon. It's not like a black belt ceremony or anything. No, no, no. You don't have to have done anything. You have a basic interview with your bishop. There's like some basic questions. He asks you if you masturbate and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) And um, And, and you lie and say no. And of course you say no. Um, Or, Or you say yes and you look really sad about it and he says it's okay. Right. Yeah. Um, and so there's that, um, but anyway, so there, so yeah, so 12, 12 years old for, for, for a deacon, 14 years old for a teacher, 16 year old for a priest to become a priest, to become a priest. Right. And then, uh, sometime if you're like, you're bound for your mission sometime in the year that you turn 18, you're going to be conferred to the Melchizedek priesthood in preparation for your mission. And you're going to start attending elders quorum meetings because you've, you're now an elder right at age 18. Yes. You're an elder in the Such church. an odd designation. Such an odd designation. Uh, and, but you'll notice for those of you who have, you know, encountered Mormon missionaries that their name badges actually say elder and then their last name. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's sort of, it's all, that's, that's why. Right. Right. Don't worry, they're not actually elder than you. No, no, they're not. And then, uh, then there's uh, the older men are um, high priests. They're right. conferred high priests. And there's also the the seventy um, that used to be at the local level. I don't think they do that anymore. Seventy. No, I don't think. I think they they stopped doing that. I remember no, there used to be weird. the seventy when I was a kid, yeah. but I don't think they do that anymore. <laughs> anyway, so uh, the high priests, though, that's going to be like. Um, Former bishops and former um, stake presidents. Right. People who hold like stake callings or, you know. Eventually most older guys end up being high priests. High priests. That one's not not pegged to age. The Melchizedek priesthood tends not to be pegged to anything specific. No, no. It's, it's, it has a lot to do with like callings that you've held in the church, leadership positions that you've held in the church and whatnot. And with each level of the priesthood, each time you level up, each time you, it should make a little, (laughs) little game sound. (laughs) When you, yeah. Okay. Anyways. So like deacons, they pass the sacrament, which is the Eucharist. That's what Mormons call the Eucharist. Um, which is just like wonder bread. It is just and white, it is and water. white bread. White That's bread also and important. Water. It can be wheat bread if under a pinch or some kind of whole grain, but they don't like that. No, they want it just to be the white bread as white bread as the church is. Yes. And so deacons, they, it's really cute. Actually, if you're Mormon, it's cute when your 12 year old brother or whomever Aww. is passing the sacrament, All these you know, pimply young boys Aww. and they're, and they're so awkward and they don't know what to do with their hands once they've passed the tray on. And it's, it's anyway. Right. Clip on ties, clip on ties, and short sleeve white shirts. Yep. Uh, anyways, um, so they pass the sacrament. The teachers they prepare the sacrament, so they come early. They um, they they set it all up and get, put the get the bread ready, the, put the bread ready, and put, all the little the little individual water cups because Mormon, in the, that's in the also shot important. Glasses. Mormons for their Eucharist do torn up pieces of Wonder Bread and little tiny shot glasses of water. Right. They don't do wine. Little plastic things. So it's just bread and water. And then um and then if you're a priest, you're the one that's blessing the sacrament. You you do that. Oh, and and they break the bread. And they they are the ones who break the bread. That's right. Um while the while the sacrament hymn is being sung, they stand while the congregation sings. They 
they break they their break bread, bread and, and they yeah. pray, pray over and they it. pray and it has to be precise the wording on that has it's to a be set prayer perfect it's a set prayer um and uh and in fact it's so much so that they have to look over to the bishop for permission <laughs> to like actually to proceed continue. uh and so so yeah so that's anyway, kind of how it runs down yeah so but the black guys didn't have weren't granted any of this no until the late 70s yes that is true so that was so that i mean that's a big deal that that and where it comes from a number of things theologically speaking they believe that cain who killed his brother abel Mm -hmm. uh in genesis Mm -hmm. was marked with darkness and this was this was the origin of black folks and it was a curse and they were cursed forever. Yeah, there's yeah. a whole thing. As a matter of fact, here I got I got a couple I got a couple quotes here. Um, Bruce R. McConkie, who was a, a, a an apostle of the LDS Church, and widely viewed <laughs> as like a one of the supreme authorities. Oh yeah, on Mormon doctrine. He oh. wrote a book called Mormon Doctrine. Right, so. and this is from Mormon Doctrine. Oh okay. Uh, Negroes, and okay, yeah, it's a little. In the, it's, this is from 1966. Negroes in this life are denied the priesthood. Under no circumstances can they hold this delegation of authority from the Almighty. Huh. Until ten years later. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Bruce Armakonki. <laughs> yeah. Didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a there's a whole bunch of other ones. Uh, there there's this whole idea of of uh the curse of Cain, the mark mm-hmm. of Cain. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it goes to is that, and this is, there's like 20 different quotes on this. You can look this up, Mm -hmm. everybody, but this comes from the pre-existence because if if you're black here, it means you were naughty in heaven before you got here. Right. And this is where we're actually going to start this installment of what Mormons believe. Because to really understand Mormon theology and to understand what it is that they're getting at with these temples and with everything, Mm -hmm. you have to understand the principle of the preexistence. Right. This whole, this whole concept that they have in their theology. We're starting with the beginning, with the very beginning of Mormon cosmology. Right. The very beginning. This is before the earth has been created. This is before. This is this is this is pre-Genesis here. Pre-Genesis, uh, which is uh, yeah. So uh, Mormons refer to it as the pre-existence. Indeed, they do. And um, which is strange because we existed. <coughs> um, and Mormons don't. Mormons believe that that, that all spiritual matter always existed. That it was not created. It was organized. It was formed. But oh, it yeah. was not actually created. God didn't create the spirits, our spirits. He, um, he just put them together. He sort of formed them. There was spiritual Legos floating around. Yeah. <laughs> and he but there, were, there, was, there was even sort of nascent intelligence. Like if you really talk, yeah. if you really get into like Mormons kind of refer to this as space doctrine. You yeah. know, it's, it's the, the weird stuff that maybe like Brigham Young or some of the other early Mormons talked about right. and wrote about, but they didn't, it's not, it's not like Mormons get together on in, in their Sunday meetings and talk about a lot of this stuff, No, but it is 
this is on the books. It's yeah. This is real Mormon belief. And you'll have people actually try to water it down and they'll try to say that it's not, you know, really what Mormons believe. The more the apologists well, so, so are, what we should do is we should just read from their book. We should read from their book, but I was going to get to this whole oh, idea, oh, okay. which is I want to put a little challenge out there to a group called Mormon Guard, um, which is it's a website, mormonguard.org. Um, the, their little tagline says, helping faithful Latter-day Saints defend the truth online. And uh, one of the leaders of the Mormon church, um, uh, M. Russell Ballard, he's a member of the Quorum of the Twelve, which is a, the, one of the highest governing bodies of the church. Yep. Um, they're pretty fancy, pretty fancy. Um, they, in fact, these are guys who are like waiting to become the prophet. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're just waiting for the the guy ahead of them to die. Right. Um, no one would actually say that, but we all know it's true. Um, but anyways, he, uh, he gave a, uh, a, a little talk about how, um, there, there, he says there are conversations going on about the church constantly. And then he, he talks about how it's it's happening online. It's happening in this this uh, online um, sphere, on, uh, on the internet, and 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 how um, the conversation is getting. In, it's not just conversations that are happening in small numbers anymore. It's now happening out in front of thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of people. Well, they're famous are talking now. about Mormons. They're and, famous. Um, people are so, talking. And the, the, these conversations need to be well informed. Yeah, so many of them are ill informed, oh. and that Mormons need to be because Mormons That's have this idea of every member a missionary, right? They're yeah, all yeah, supposed yeah. to be preaching the gospel all the time. Right. Well, this is a way that they can do it online. Yeah. And so uh, Mormon Guard is is setting up like, um, uh, they're, they're sort of being a little watchdog. You they're know, going out when, there. When they see misinformation about the Mormon church, they're going out and they're attacking it. All right. I am not about uh, misinformation no. at all. No, and neither. No, that's are, not what so we want So if do. we actually do say something wrong, I would love for us to be corrected. Please. Um, Matter of fact, you don't have to be with Mormon Guard. If you hear us say something yeah. that you think is bullshit, call at, us on at it. At any point. At yeah. any point in the show. In fact, we should do a little shout out about the number. Yeah, here's what you do. You either call us mm-hmm. at 424-666. TGIA. Right. Or you can email us at podcast at atheist, uh, at thankgodimatheist.com. That's exactly. podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Yes. Those are the two ways to get in touch with us to, um, to join to, the conversation to, right. at any level. Right. So point anything out that you want to point out, talk to us about whatever you want to talk to us about, but especially if you have something, if you don't like something that we've right. said. But Mormons are really touchy about their beliefs and people talking about their beliefs. And so... I understand that. And... and well, it, uh, it, this goes to the whole persecution thing. Well, yeah, they feel, they have this persecution complex. They really do, and they um, and all of Christians do. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about but it Mormons this whole time, take it but to Mormons a really, really special, take it to a special place. And so I'm just saying, give it give it your all, and please correct us. Yeah. Anyway, um, so so the preexistence. What's going on in the preexistence? You well, came across something fascinating, and I would love for you to actually talk about it, which is how everything was created beforehand everything well okay so here's what so i knew that the theology was that god created all of us in the pre-existence put us together and we were all like formed intelligences Mm -hmm. in the pre-existence before we came here but i didn't realize and this is from the pearl of great price uh which is a a little confusing book (laughs) (laughs) that the mormons uh take as part of their scripture um Mostly, it was written 
written? It was. They think it, it was translated. Here, here's the. Yeah, these are all. These all. Um, they were. These were things from Joseph Smith. Right. And he, the things that he said translated or received as revelation. Not so much revelation because that's more of the Doctrine and Covenants. Right. But things that he kind of came across, like there's the Book of Moses, which that is which he is received in Revelation, right? Which he claims is another book of the Bible. Exactly. It's not. It's not it's Book a, of Mormon it's stuff. It's a missing book of the Bible. Right. Um, there's the Book of Abraham, which he says that were ancient hieroglyphs that he translated. And right. an Egyptologist was like, "You don't know what the hell you're talking about." It was Reformed Egyptian, right? It was the Reformed Egyptian. Yeah. It was like no. It was like funeral chance right and he was like and it was on papyrus it was on papyrus anyways and there's, <laughs> there's also some joseph smith translation of the bible right there as well yeah anyway okay so anyway going on so in moses chapter mm-hmm. 3 verse 5 mm-hmm. i came across so i'm i'm looking at all this stuff about the pre-existence and a do you remember a few weeks ago we talked about mitt romney and how he said that he thought that evolution was probably how God created humans. Like, oh yeah, like yeah. He said that God created humans, but, but he, he works through. But the mechanism that he did it through was evolution yeah, of yeah, this yeah, planet. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So Moses uh, in in the Pearl of Great Price actually says that uh, God breathed life into man's nostrils, and it says it says quote, and man became a living soul, the first flesh upon the earth. Wow. That's interesting. Which indicates to me that there was a dude, Adam, <laughs> walking around with no other animals on, no other critters. Yeah, and it, I, I agree that that's what that's saying. I absolutely agree that the. Text I don't know that, that any, saying, I've never I, heard any Mormon interpreted that way. No, I know, but that is, you're absolutely right. That is the, that is how that text yeah. is worded. Also, in the same in the same verse, it talks about, and I didn't know this. You said you knew this. I there's a thing, a whole thing about plants having spirits mm. in the pre-existence yeah spiritual plants everything i did not realize that everything had a spirit yeah. I, I i remember being told as a kid and i don't i don't know how widely held this is but if plants did i remember a sunday school teacher saying something about rocks <laughs> and that the entire planet itself had been created in spirit created in spirit and before then, the 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 and then brought into physical existence exactly weird yeah. Yeah, weird, kind of, kind of, kind of funky stuff. But just, just going back to that thing, you know, mm. um, I think that the 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 main thing that Mormons really like the the, the Genesis story, they they t- they accept the order of the days, right? right. So I I don't think that Mormons are saying that that like I don't think that there's that belief, and I don't want somebody to call us on that one. Which is although I will I, say I'm this, saying even that, Genesis doesn't agree with its own story. No, I the know the first two. Books of Genesis <laughs> are completely true. differing That's stories true. of the creation. But if so, we're going to be clear about what Mormons actually do believe, right? They, I don't think they go around actually believing how it's written here that Adam was just walking. That around Adam by was himself. The, fir- the true first flesh. That he was the true first thing on the first fleshy thing, sure. which I would take to be of any even Animal. before the animals. Yeah, but that's not what they believe. Okay. They don't believe that. Yeah, well, that's so. what it says. Anyways. Anyway, so we've got all these spirits in heaven. Yes. And what do they do? You well, tell me. The plan the plan of salvation is laid out before them. By Jesus. Well, okay. First, I actually need to back up just a little bit. Um, <laughs> because what you need to understand is that um, Satan, mm. Lucifer, 
uh, as is, this is not totally unique to Mormons. I mean, Lucifer is the fallen, you know, the fallen the, angel. The fallen, he's a fallen angel and all that kind of stuff. If, mm. you, if you get into Catholicism, you're going to find something like that. Bump up against Lucifer. Exactly. Um, but I should just, let's just read uh, Moses 4. I'm going to do one and two. And I, the Lord God, spake unto Moses, saying that Satan, whom thou hast commanded in the name of mine only begotten, is the same which was from the beginning. And he came before me, saying, Behold, here I am. Send me. I will be thy son, and I will redeem all mankind, that not one soul shall be lost. And surely I will do it. Wherefore, give me thine honor. Okay. So this he's is, saying... So the, that's a lot to unpack. Yeah. He was running for the office of Jesus. He was running for the office of Jesus, the second in command to God. And uh, because also, well, we should talk about that. That's important as well. Three <laughs> dis- Mormons do not believe in the Trinity. They believe in the, th- in the Godhead, as right. they say. Three distinct Three distinct beings. personages. Yes. So you got, so you got, you got God, God the Father, God... His son, Jesus Christ. Right, right. Who's a different person. Different person. And then you have uh, the Holy Ghost. Who's like their sidekick. Who's their sidekick and who has not yet received a body. I like to think of him as Orko from He-Man, from the He-Man cartoons. <laughs> Little dude who's always just floating around. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember Orko. <laughs> you should Google him. He's cute. Yeah, absolutely. That's um, what the Holy Ghost looks like. So he's running for the office of Jesus. Uh, Satan, so is. Satan is Satan is yes. saying, don't He's pick saying, Jesus, pick me, send me. I will make sure that of these hosts of heaven, all these spirit children right. of heavenly father, that they will, they will all return. No, no soul will be lost. You'll get no to have soul, all your kids back. You'll get all of your kids back. And all um, I want is all the glory for doing that. Yes. Wherefore, give me thine honor. Right. And then it says, but behold, the, my beloved son, which was my beloved and chosen from the beginning, said unto me, Father, thy will be done and the glory be thine forever. Uh, wherefore, because the, and I've actually, I'm going, to, I'm going on to three. Okay. Uh, wherefore, because that Satan rebelled against me and sought to destroy the agency of man, which I, the Lord God, had given him, and also that I should give unto him mine own power, by the power of mine only begotten, I caused that he should be cast down. And so this is in Mormon speak is referred to as the war in heaven, the beginning of the war. Um, and so what happens is I feel like we should have some, like some, like what's the name? Ken Burns music playing. <laughs> yeah. Gun, 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 gun. <laughs> some little <laughs> snare drum thing. Little flare, little little. little <laughs> I didn't know where you were going. With it was that a fight. First. Okay, you're drumming. I'm fifing. <laughs> okay. Anyways, that uh, was absurd. Okay. Um. So this is Mormons call this the war in heaven. Mind you, by us doing that, we've already become infinitely more interesting than when we learned this in Sunday school. <laughs> Just right. by us doing that. Okay. War in heaven. Let's. Let's, let's, let's get through this. this. Let's get through because it. Because what some of the stuff that's not in here, some of the good juicy mm, stuff about yeah. this story. Um, first of all, they Mormons believe that also one third of the hosts of heaven uh, sided with Satan. Yeah. Okay. So it, it's kind of presented as though it, it that it was this war, that it was this struggle, and it was put to almost democratic in this weird way. That the the, the teachings of the church are that. There was the third over here 
and they sided with Satan. Right. And there are two thirds that sided with Jesus. Right. And so they play this little numbers game like there's some democratic thing going on here. It's not. <laughs> well, what I mean, because what, it there, says there... right here that God already had it all figured out. Right. And the, and and he says that Jesus was his favored, was yeah. already destined oh, yeah. to be the guy. Yeah. He had, so really, Lucifer was just an idiot. Yeah. And so he had a better idea. Lucifer <laughs> descends, right? And he takes along with him a third of the hosts of heaven, and they are hell bent on destroying us. Right. This, this, they, these are the tempters. These spirits, they, they they're already, have, they you say hell bent, out. they're already in hell. They're, well, or, but Mormons hell, have well, a okay. very, they don't believe in hell. Well, they're, they're in Mormon hell. They're, they're well, in outer darkness, aren't they? They're not yet in outer darkness. Oh, but they will be. They're on earth. Yeah. They've been cast down to earth. They're in our but realm. Not in bodies. They're not in bodies. They are spirits. They don't get bodies. They'll never get bodies. That was their, that was their, their curse, their damnation, whatever. Right. Um, and so then they are just so jealous of our bodies. They are like crazy jealous of our bodies, yeah. which explains like demonic, you know, possession and all that kind of stuff. Because not that Mormons really get into. Well, it's biblical. Yeah, it is. It, it oh, is no, biblical. for sure. And but if you're like, reading one of those stories about like the 40 swine and the, the demons cast into the 40, 40 swine. Cast into the, the, the herd swine. of swine, yeah, yeah, and they run off the cliff, right? Yeah, that yeah. whole thing. That that's what explains that, that. explains but all that kind of stuff. To be clear, Mormons don't have any current exorcisms or anything like that. That not it's not a big thing. I it is fringe. It, it does happen, but it's fringe. fringe. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They they don't. It's it's yeah. That happens outside of sort of the mainstream. Yeah. Well, a lot of this though, again. They there there's parts of this that they talk about, there's parts of it that they don't really like talking about. Right. And that they definitely only talk about amongst themselves. They right. know this is really strange stuff. That this really sounds a little weird. But so so the whole so just to be clear, if you've got a body and you're on this earth, you were already on the right side of things in the pre existence to oh, some yeah, extent. Absolutely. You were in the good two thirds who who sided with Jesus. But there are castes. <laughs> there, apparently. It, yeah, it's a caste system. Because if you were cursed with dark skin, it's evidence. Well, see, if you were generals in the legions of Christ, you would be born a Mormon. A and white they, Mormon. They a white Mormon. Yeah. And they believe this. They, yeah. they really do believe that the most righteous in the preexistence are born Mormon. And born in the latter days. And born in the latter days. So everyone that was born like back in you know medieval yeah. times, they weren't as good as right. the ones who were born now because these are... The latter days. We're going to welcome in. We're going to welcome Christ back. Come on back, Jesus. <laughs> Literally. So like, so getting back to the the whole blacks and the priesthood thing. Mm-hmm. I, I found a, some other great, great things. Mm-hmm. Uh, though he was a rebel and an associate of Lucifer in the preexistence, Cain managed to attain the privilege of mortal birth. He oh. came out in the open in open rebellion, fought God, worshipped Lucifer, and slew Abel. As a result of his rebellion, Cain was cursed with a dark skin. He ha- became the father of the Negroes, and those spirits are not worthy to receive the priesthood. Are uh, those spirits who are not worthy to receive the priesthood are born through his lineage? Who says this? McConkie again, Mormon wow, doctor. Wow, I've never heard this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so wait a second, Dan. So he is saying that. The, the the Cain, right, and the sons of Cain, 
everybody who came after Cain. Every, all the black people after Cain. Right. Fought against Jesus. They fought on Lucifer's side. No, no, no. He's saying he's saying associate of Lucifer in the pre-existence. That is kind of what it sounds like he's saying. Read it again. Read it again. Though he was a rebel and an associate of Lucifer in the pre-existence. It doesn't say that he read keep reading. Uh okay, an associate Cain managed to attain the privilege of mortal birth. Uh, he came out in open rebellion, fought God, worshipped Lucifer, and oh, yes. I, but I think that that was that was on Earth. I think he's that part's referring to because oh. that part's referring to when he was on Earth, he became he fought. So God. once he was on Earth, then he, he sided with Lucifer, right? Oh, and that's what made him kill his brother, and that's what made him kill his brother, right? Okay, according to Bruce Armour Conkey, I love this okay. stuff. Here, here's here's some other stuff. This is um. Uh, this is, this is Brigham Young. Okay. Journal of Discourses. Um, that's a long one. You see that's, you see some classes of the human family that are black, uncouth, uncomely, disagreeable, and low in their habits, wild and seemingly deprived of nearly all the blessings of the intelligence that is generally bestowed upon mankind. Wow. The first man that committed the odious crime of killing one of his brethren will will be cursed the longest, and any one any one of the children of Adam, the oh shall be cursed the longest of any one of the children of Adam. Cain slew his brother. Cain might have been Cain might have been killed. That would have put a termination to that line of human beings. This was not to be, and the Lord put a mark upon him, which is the flat nose and black skin. Gee whiz. Trace mankind down to the flood, down to after the flood, and then another curse is pronounced upon the same race. Oh, and this is an interesting thing, because Noah's flood mm-hmm. killed everybody but who, but those who were aboard the boat. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But How do they... Ham, Noah's youngest son, uh-huh. was married to someone. What, what is the word that they use? Um, a Canaanite. Yeah, the, but that's not the word. Um, an Egypt. Egyptian it's it's something to do with the word Egypt. Oh wow. But she was apparently black. Oh like oh. Ha- of black lineage. Oh wow. Okay. And then Cain had this whole episode which is so unfair where do you remember or, or, or Ham, sorry, Ham. Okay. I do you remember I, this I story remember, at all? No, I don't. This is this is this is biblical. This is in Genesis. Okay. Uh so Noah is a vintner. Okay. After the flood. Sure. Uh and he he grows he grows his grapes and he makes wine and he gets drunk off his ass one day. Okay. And he falls asleep naked in his tent. And Ham walks in on him and goes, "Whoa, oh, Dad, sorry," and like walks away and goes and tells his brothers, "Hey, Dad's naked in the tent. We should cover him up." And they back into the tent so they don't see Dad naked. Sure. And cover him up with a blanket. Okay. Ham, foreseeing his dad naked, is cursed for life. And his whole lineage is to be servants to his brother's lineages. Wow. And that's the second curse of the the black folks. Wow. Yeah. Good. Let me tell you something. Brigham Young did not like black people. No. He hated black people. Did you know that he made the Utah Territory a slave territory? I knew that. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So, there you go. that's, That's some wild stuff. Um... I, I'm concerned about the descendants of Cain, the, you know, because like, what did they do? Did they do something wrong in the preexistence to be black? Yeah, that's what they're saying. Okay, okay, yeah. 
through uh okay so here oh no that's not that's not a good so source. so here here's also another question and it's 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 hypothetical in nature just because uh, i i mean i it it it, re- it requires us to make sort of a leap of logic uh which is so what happened the moment they allowed blacks to have the priesthood in that moment, from that moment on, are these no longer cursed sp- children from the pre-existence, but they're just black? You I know, mean, how does this how does this how does this work? Like, if you're going to try to just make some sense of it, if you're just going to try to apply just a little bit of reason to it, like, how does it actually end up working itself out? I don't know. Do I they honestly, ask themselves these questions? I, I never got. I never because well, for one thing, I never heard any of this black people were bad in the pre-existence thing when I was in church. Did you ever hear any of that? I heard a little bit of it. I heard it, but it was such, again, it wasn't like in meetings. It was just like things that people said. Right. It was not like, but they're backing They're They've backed off of it completely. Yeah. It doesn't apply anymore, but it's absolutely, I mean, it's first of all, it's in their own scripture. It's in their, it's it's things that their own prophets said. Right. Yeah. It's in, it's in, it's in the the discourses. It's in the literature. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, if, the, the, if Brigham the, Young said it, it's as good as gold. Well, he got them into a lot of trouble through the years right. with things that he said. And, and maybe we'll we will go, get to some yeah, of them. Yeah, we will. Um, as, as we progress as through. We, such as the Adam God theory. Yeah. That one they don't like. It's cute. It's cute. Uh, and All it's right. an interesting mechanism. But it's it a story for another time. But it's time. a story for another time. So there you go. That's your first lesson, friends. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed it. And And, uh, uh, welcome to the wacky world of Mormonism. Yeah, you asked for it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. That's the show. Have a good one. And, of course, if you'd ever like to get in touch with us, leave us a voicemail, whatever, please call 424-666-TGIA. That's 424-666-8442. Or you can email us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. And you can always follow the Twitter feed at TGIAtheist. You'll be glad you did. 